that we've been to a more beautiful place than this uh, in all of our travels, and, and it's a blessing. Like this, absolutely epic. Beautiful reefs out here, the great color in the water. It's just absolutely spectacular. Empty beaches, white sand, you know, beautiful coral. It's just incredible. You're out here, you're on your own. You take a small little boat out here and you're going to each of these islands. Then you'll come across another island where, you know, there's a bunch of people, they're welcoming you in. And you've just come to a place where not time has stood still, but where the rest of the world really doesn't matter. And that's how it's been for us. It's just been a, a simple life, going from place to place, living in these epic locations, fresh food all the time. You're eating tunas from the marketplace. That's just, you know, wonderful. You know, a lot of times when we've been in war zones and in troubled areas, you know, to come here and really take in uh, the scenery and the beauty is, uh, is quite amazing. This is one of the places that we want to bring the gospel to. There's great ministry opportunities here. There's still tribes that haven't heard the gospel up in the hills. But what we're doing is we're coming across all of these island chains and we've hooked up with all the AOGs, the Assemblies of God throughout these regions. And they've given us uh, contacts from place to place. So that's what's been a real blessing for us. And, uh, and we just look forward to the next steps. God's brought us this far and we have, uh, we have great journeys ahead. there's a part of World War II history that tells a different story. One of intense warfare, sacrifice, and honor. When we arrived in Guadalcanal, we wanted to explore this history of the Pacific conflict. So with a local guide, we set out for battle locations that were turning points in the war. Our first stop was Bloody Ridge, where for two days, Lieutenant Colonel Ensign and his Marines repelled Japanese onslaughts and held strategic locations. This was a view into history that seemed forgotten in the jungle. Is that Bloody Ridge there? That's Bloody Ridge. Oh, really? And we are on Bloody Ridge. Japanese would yell at the Marines, die Marines! Like how far was the, the Not, Japanese position? Oh, they, they just threw here to the Japanese, this ridge, one, two, and down all along here. It was known named Mukande. And what does that mean? It means just like the back of a centipede. It littered with Japanese dead oh, really? men. Wow. That's why it's Mukande. And what the U.S. call it? Oh, this is Bloody Ridge or Edson's Ridge. Bloody Ridge. Bloody Ridge. This is quite a famous battle line. 
As far as the Pacific War in a whole, this was a pivotal point of being able to repel the, the Japanese attack in holding the airfield of Guadalcanal. This was all Marine positions up on these hills. Yep. Hill, this is two, that's one. That's one. All the way back to the airfield. Yep, yep. Colonel Edson. He was so worried that these youngsters will never stand another attack. And he told them, should anyone turn coward and run away, I'll shoot him. Edson said that? Exactly. Really? Yeah. That's how important the airfield exactly. was. They couldn't lose it. No. And 3,000 were killed. 3,000 Japanese, 72 American. Yep. This was the, the scene of just some of the most fierce fighting in the Pacific War, right here, Bloody Ridge. It's amazing. And these were all just found in the jungle here? Yes. Yeah. Like in these mountains back oh, here? Oh, gee, there are lots of stuff still lying around. And this is an F4, F4 Grumman Wildcat. Yeah. And the wing can be folded. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, look at this. This is a P38 Lockheed Lightning. And this one took part in the mission that shot Yamamoto over Bougainville. Oh, really? This one. This is the plane? Yeah, yeah it shot Yamamoto. Shot Yamamoto yeah. down. So during the war, you have Yamamoto, who was the naval commander of the Japanese fleet. And Yamamoto was the one who called in the Tora 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 attack on Pearl Harbor. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Admiral Yamamoto was really pivotal in the Japanese military campaign in the, in the Pacific War. And Roosevelt made it just a huge priority trying to take him out. In 1943, they had received some code and traffic and broke some of the Japanese uh, secret messaging that was going back and forth. And they knew that Yamamoto would be traveling by plane convoy to some islands that were in New Guinea. So what the US did is they handpicked pilots, crack ace pilots, to go and shoot him down and take Yamamoto out. As he was leaving Rabaul in his transport ship, these American fighters shot him down. His uh, plane is actually still in the jungles of southern Bougainville. Actually seeing it, seeing the wreckages, and seeing uh, the stories behind these planes is quite a quite an impactful uh, scene, and you know, quite a quite a memory of American history. War, we are thrust into modern times. The local churches had welcomed us in, and now we are setting out to experience the culture and life of the Solomon Islanders. The first thing we realized is that life mostly takes place on the waters. Everyone is an expert fisherman, and this is a skill we'd soon have to learn. So in the clear blue waters, we are about to get a lesson 
how to get food from the sea. Well, what's going on? We just don't know any of these little outlying islands here. And uh, I'm going to go in and do a little spearfishing now. Harold's going to go in. I'm going to follow him and uh, hopefully get our lunch for the day. What kind of fish are we looking for here? Well, anything. Anything? Anything comes from the spear. <laughs> not picky here. just nailed that one. He went down, he dove down into a little like crevice reef area. Yeah. Great long shot. That was that was a great shot. What is that, snapper? Uh, it's a mongrel jack. Oh, really? Yeah. He had to fight it down there for a little while, too. You yeah. fighting, you bring it in. That was good. That's a nice fish. Oh, it was. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's a box fish there, yeah? Yeah. Two yeah. box fish. Yeah, the nice one to eat. Yeah, this yeah. Girl, trout. This one is a uh, rabbit fish. This uh, Indian mackerel. Indian mackerel, and then the big boy. Yeah, and uh, uh, mango chuck. Mango shark, yeah. So far today, we've come out of uh, Munda. We've been on the waters here. These beautiful, like, you know, turquoise waters just filled with fish and life. And uh, we basically just come into a small little fishing community. And it's just a small uh, little family huts that they have here, right on the beach, right on the ocean. And, uh, and we're cooking up the fish right now. And we're just uh, sitting down and having a good time with everybody. <laughs> we're out on ministry uh, efforts all around the Western province in, uh, in the Solomon Islands. And what we've done is we've come out to these communities throughout out here and we're basically just visiting each family we're preaching the gospel we're uh, praying and laying hands on sick and uh, these are areas that the you know the church has really wanted to come to in the name of Jesus Lord we just thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit going through his whole body father God and Lord that you would put your words close to him father God Lord we thank you right you just now. find lots of small little pockets of people and there's a lot of cultic groups that are kind of formed in this area and things like that so we're going in and preaching the gospel to them praying for them sharing and sometimes you come into a village and people are a little bit leery and then you know they really warm up to you and very kind and open and by the time you leave you're you know good friends with them so that's always a blessing oh that's that's good yeah i appreciate it how about uh, can we uh can we pray with you here is yeah. it possible go ahead yeah go ahead. can we pray for you lord we just thank you right now in the name of jesus father god lord we thank you for the power of the holy spirit upon this whole village and upon this place father god lord we thank you for uh being welcomed in father god and lord we just ask right now a fire and a rushing of the holy spirit to come through this place lord lord we just thank you that your word will continue Continue to go forward, Father God, in this place right now, Father. Lord, that it would continue to go forward more and more and more. There'd be more teaching, Father God. Lord, that you would strengthen the young children in each of these places. As we spend days ministering throughout the islands, we saw open hearts in every village. Whether we walk through the jungles 
or hopped rides on boats, we made sure to reach as many as possible. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. As the days passed, and as we reached out to more distant villages, we discovered that there was an undercurrent of cultural beliefs that most Solomon Islanders feared. They were beliefs in evil places, mostly small islands that were taboo, islands that held the remains of ancestors, or as they were known, Skull Islands. We just arrived on uh, what's known as Skull Island, and it's kind of a nondescript, small little island dotted in this uh, lagoon here. You kind of come in, it's very quiet, there's, uh, you know, no one likes living here or anything, it's just a very tiny island, and then you kind of come across uh, this area that just, you know, has all these, like, skulls placed. And these are actually uh, from the headhunting days in the Solomon Islands here. From what we've heard, it'd be just massive, like, inner village, inner tribal fighting. And they would take the, the canoes, these big, like, war canoes filled, you know, 400 people. They'd go in, raid villages, you know, just massive, uh, large-scale war here, actually. In the headhunting process, they basically just cut the head off, leave the body, and then kind of display it uh, in these areas. The Rondogan chiefs, during that time, they would get their status of power through their collection of heads. So the, the greater bounty of, of heads is basically, you know, the stronger the, the chief is. In 1902, the missionaries came here. They were too scared to even go ashore. So they kind of stayed on a small little island off the mainland here of uh, New Georgia. They were the first to bring the gospel in here. And ever since then, they stopped, you know, leaving kind of their trophy prize of the skulls around and going away from the ways of headhunting and the mass tribal war that was happening. They started seeing uh, burial plots right there, and you see the cross as a burial marker. You know, it's great to hear, you know, stories like that of, of the gospel actually making it ashore and, 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 and making an impact in this area. Oh, so this is like the, the ancestors. And do you know who the uh, uh, the skulls are? My grandfather's skull. This your grandfather? Yes. And then who's the other uh, one? The other one there, uh, 42 World War uh, Japanese. Oh, Japanese? Yes. Oh, it's a Japanese skull. Yes. You kind of see this in certain communities where people will keep like these things just away from their house, like little spirit houses, basically, with uh, the human skulls, and it kind of has a tie-in with the with the past history as well, too, from the head hunting. And nowadays, it's kind of like a mix and mash of older traditional beliefs and uh, kind of like put together uh, just out here. What you have here is you had a, uh, a Japanese soldier who was shot down and he parachuted off just to off one of these islands just off of this island here and they went over there with like a, a war party and got him and uh, killed him and now his uh, skull is in one of the shrines here would they get him with an arrow or that one oh with this one oh really so they got him with the this one. Oh, this is whalebone is this what the headhunters would use okay this this one and this one. Oh, and that's the shield. Oh, I see. And then they, they fight each other. Yeah. Yeah.
seeing Skull Islands, the shrines, and hearing the past history of headhunting made us curious about even more distant and remote people groups in the Solomons. We did some asking around, and were told the Koyo people on Malaita Island were the most unreached tribe in all of the Solomons, not only with the gospel, but with contact from the outside. We then quickly put together an expedition party and set out for this remote area. It took us days of travel just to reach Malaita, and now we're about to set off for a mission to a people who had never heard the gospel. It's early in the morning and we've crossed over into Malaita. Malaita is one of um, the more remote islands, less developed in the Solomon Islands, and we're going out to the Koyo people. And the Koyo people live deep in the hills, very distinct people group. We've heard a lot of things about them, but this is, um, you know, a perfect mission to be able to go back to some very remote people living back in the bush here. From what we've heard, a lot of people are kind of afraid going back uh, to be able to minister to uh, the Koyo tribe. And the Koyo tribe, everything we always hear is they live way up on a mountain. Nobody goes up to them, so they're kind of way off the grid. So it's definitely a mission to get back to them. It's going to take us several days of just sheer travel, but we're going to head out and uh, start our journey to the Koyo tribe. So just up there in the hills, you can see behind me, that's where the, uh, the Koyo are living right now. And quite a few of the Koyo have come down from the mountains and are now uh, Christians, but there's still quite a few uh, that live up in those hills up in the mountains there. And you always kind of see it's kind of shrouded by mist and cloud cover and things like that. But that's where we're going to be going, going into those hills and preaching the gospel to uh, the Koyo up there. Behind me, I was raining. All right, so we arrived up in Pastor Albert's village. A lot of rain. Hello. Hello. It's a great village that just overlooks basically, you know, the ocean is just out over this tree line here. And back behind us is um, is these highland mountains, and that's where the Koyo are, and that's where we're gonna be trekking up to tomorrow. So we got in here and Pastor Albert uh, put us up in his place, which is excellent, and you can see how the villages just kind of stretch out throughout this valley side behind us, but it's just this beautiful, beautiful valley where you're seeing, you know, clouds just roll through over the mountains. And we're gonna be trekking through this tomorrow. Pastor Albert is actually Koyo. This is all Koyo area, but the place that we're going to is like a real traditional village of the Koyo who still believe in ancestral beliefs. Down here they call them the heathen people up there, so we're gonna be able to go up there. So we're excited about that. This is exactly what kind of missions we always strive for and want to go after. But we did hear last night that they actually were doing a a sacrifice in the village to uh, the ancestor god, so this is a perfect time to go in and preach the gospel. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, 
Jesus. We totally protected journey, Father God. Yes. Lord, that your spirit goes before us, that the power of the Holy Spirit right now is in yes. that village, stirring up the hearts of each person, Father God. Yes. Lord, we thank you for total acceptance as we come in, Father God. Amen. Lord, that they will just know in their hearts on the inside and that they will welcome yes. us in, Father God. Lord, that there will be peace among that village, Father God. We say unto you, Father God, Lord, yes. you are able and mighty to do this, Father God. Yes. Lord, to have a great and wonderful journey today. And Lord, yes. we just thank you, Father God, for every great work that you're going to accomplish today. We give you all the glory, the praise, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we've gotten off the, the boat. We were on that for about an hour, an hour, striking into the hills. We actually met some Puyo women. I mean, they're kind of showing us where the village is. So we're following them up. Coming through this, it's getting much more dense. It's amazing back here. You wouldn't even think people lived in this remote of an area. Koyo are just north of where we are. So we're going to get there soon. Look at this. You can see how far we've come up. Come up all the way from the sea. That's a march. You can see some of the villages we've come from. We walk all the way from that village down there. We're close to the Koyo village. We're about to head in right now. Make it a little bit, just an introduction when we go in. It's a monster, monster journey up here. to the Koyo village and we've had a great great welcoming really nice uh, welcoming from everybody here the Koyo have a very very unique and distinctive look up here uh, very different from even just the villages that we were close by within about two hours of walking it's good being here it's good to kind of be with the people and see them yeah it's really nice very nice reception here Everybody's very very kind we always find that where it may seem very remote or extreme or whatever people are very kind and nice to you We traveled from the islands, across the rivers, through the jungles, and now here we were with an opportunity to share the message of Christ Jesus with a people who had not been forgotten by God. For God forgets no one and desires all to hear of the new life in Him. God's moving so many different people from so many different places to come and say a message today. That's why God, I believe that he sent us all the way for this very day, this very moment. The message that we come here to speak. 
Jesus cares for you, he loves you, and he wants to have a relationship with you. Yes, he wasn't a man from my from my race, he wasn't from my home, he wasn't from uh, from Solomon Islands. He's from a different place. But he was the son of God. And he came to earth. And he died on a cross. So when you see the symbol of the cross, the message is, is that he went to a cross and died for our sins. message is, a sacrifice. And that's why it says that God gave his only son for the sins of the world. All we have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and believe in him and we will be saved forever. And he lives in your heart. <laughs> and he gives you assurance of an eternal kingdom to come. And he's here with you on this earth. And it says he hears our problems. So anytime you have a problem, you just call upon the name of the Lord and he's always listening. So if at any time you just say, Jesus, I believe in you, save me, come live in my heart, he will save you right then in that moment. And when Jesus comes, lives inside of you, he says he makes you a new creation, washes all sins away. And I'm telling you this because the Bible says it, but you see from people from Solomon's, people from America, people from Africa, all different races, people of the world, they call upon the name of the Lord and they know that there's power in it. So know this, that God has a special message for you today and that's why we've come here, that God's moving heaven and earth to speak a message to you. <laughs> so you search your hearts and if at any time, even after we leave or we go, all you do is have to call upon the name of the Lord, say, Jesus, save me, come and live in my heart, and he will do it anytime. So to share the gospel with those who have never heard is always an honor. All right, well, just tell them that we thank them for welcoming us in, and we know that we have a family now in the Koyo. We consider you family. <laughs> We look into the faces and hearts of each person and know there are many more around the world who have never heard. For we know that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the ends of the earth. And we beseech the Lord daily that he'll send more laborers into the harvest. The time is drawing near, and soon all mankind will hear the gospel. If you would like to receive a DVD of the episodes you've just seen, please go to TravelTheRoad.com or call 1-866-EXPLORE. Our mission at Travel the Road is to preach the gospel to all creation and encourage the church to be active in the Great Commission. 
The episodes we produce are with the sole aim to make an internal difference and to inspire a new generation for missions. To find out more about the ministry of Travel the Road or to order from our catalog of DVDs, please visit us at TravelTheRoad.com and together we can make a difference.